The Dave Noonan Show with Al Plath. Triple M. This is The Dave Noonan Show with Al Plath and Kim Napier. <laughs> it is. It's our, it's our last show ever, and uh, unfortunately. And yes. we it's going to be celebrating with um, our finale of the $200,000 water and wheels after 8 o'clock. In the meantime, i just got to say, morning, Kimmy. Crazy cool, Noonan. Good morning. <laughs> it is. It, I... I have to say, I've been blessed in the people I've worked with, because I know, and Kimmy will um, agree with me, there are people who you know in the radio industry, and they end up on air with people who are real pains in the bum, Yeah, and they they just have difficulty, and I just feel like I've just been so lucky, because I've worked with some people who've ended up like family to me, like Kim's like my family, you're like my family, Gailey, who we'll be talking to later on this morning, like my family. And I just can't believe that I've been so lucky to end up like that. Well, you've been lucky. Not same for us. <laughs> hey, Kim. Are you- <laughs> uh, today, today, normally I would say no. Uh, but today, yeah, look, 20, I've known Dave for the entire 25 years. When he first walked into the radio studio, I was pregnant with Ollie, my son, who's 25. Um, and then, you know, lucky enough to to be on air with him for 15 years and just seems unfair to have probably five minutes tops to chat when I need 15 oh, years to go through all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and look, I just want to say to you, our Dave has loved working with you and you're just a powerhouse. You've embraced Hobart. I know what it's like to to work and have your family in another state. It really was the undoing of me. It was work-life balance didn't work, which is why I left the show. And I often say to Dave, or I have said to Dave, you sure she's not going to sort of collapse from adrenal fatigue? (laughs) 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 But he he has um, loved working with you, and I know that... um, Well, I love... Let's forget about her. I've I've told her that. I love working with you too. We... we did so well, much. Let me say, let me say very quickly, thank you, and I'll let you two get into it. Thank you, Kimmy. And I just want to say to you that I mean, you two are just a powerhouse. I mean, it was just Dave and Kim for so long, fifteen years, and and so many people just come up to me and and just say, oh, like I feel so honoured well, when this? they compare me to you, Kim. I really do. I I really well, feel honoured by that <laughs> because I know. I know and Dave, obviously, I mean, you. I don't need to tell you. He loves you so much, and and I yeah. love hearing about you, your antics with Dave. So get into some of those. Oh, antics, well, I was just going to say, how weird is it that you both have the same birthday, July, uh, June the first? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's birthday, weird. And you, and you are you are similar people. One thing that and that comes out when you've been doing this for a while, the world's changed, and some of the things that we used to do, you just oh. couldn't, you just couldn't do now. Like we just used to wake up in the morning and go, "Hey, let's do this," and you just <laughs> do it, and no one would say a word. You know, now there'd be an insurer, some person had complained and moan on social media. People. Oh, the world's know, just got soft. Look, obviously, there's the stuff of legend. You know, Dave skydiving nude, all that sort of stuff. But when I was going through some of the things that used to tickle my fancy, remember when we just, we one morning we just decided that um, you could talk to anyone and convince them that they knew you? So <laughs> we just went, I reckon we went through everyone in the phone book, but you rang a bloke that lived under Ben Lomond. And because you maintain that everyone has a mate called Steve and everyone has a mate called Dave. 
and you rang up and convinced him that you were going fishing on the weekend. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I, re- I remember we used to do it every now and then, and you could convince people that you actually were their family. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I was, and, and I rang that woman and said, uh, are you good for, it was New Year's, um, after New Year, everyone makes a, a, a resolution that they're going to start walking. And I rang that woman and said, hey, it's me. Um, yeah, Hi. Just wondering, we still on for that walk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we used to string people in with something shocking. What about the Ponting family? Oh, it was, that, that was a lift. What about when we convinced the Launceston City Council that there was going to be a statue of Ricky Ponting with one leg on one side of the Mowbray Hill and one leg on the other, and then well, you could walk upside him to his cricket producer? I rang, I rang the council and had them convinced that I was a sincere developer and they were on board. So then I got the paper and the paper's ringing me. Next thing you know, this front page with a, with a mock-up of this statue that crossed the highway. <laughs> and I said, you had, you had to climb up a ladder and walk up through Ricky's groin to get up in. <laughs> no better place no, to I walk. thought, when I say that, though, you had to actually open up his cricket protector and get in there. And, and no one said a word. And I thought, oh, no, that's crazy. No one said a word. And then things like, remember, um, we wanted to meet Princess Mary and Prince Frederick. Oh, and yeah. there was no Conde way, way in. No way in. Anyway, we turned up at, down at Rest Point and um, we went up to the, just bowled up, as big as brass, if that's the saying. Bowled up and said, oh, Kim and Dave, we're here for our tickets. And she said, oh, I can't find them. I reckon you'd be in the family section. <laughs> So we end up in the family with them, and they look at us going, who are these people? <laughs> and Bluey Lennon walks in and just looks at us and goes, oh. <laughs> now, Kimmy, I have to ask you, obviously, now you, I know you still do, you're still doing your podcasts and things like that, but come on, what advice have you got for Noonie Tunes? He's off radio today for the first time in 25 years. Uh, what advice have, have you got for him? When I left, I had no, I didn't have anything to go to, and you know if I look, I think it's five years down the track, and I'm well into podcasting. A senior producer, by the way, and a co-host. Don't um, pump yourself up. <laughs> no, it's not pumping yourself up. Why don't you brag up? about it? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, could, I would never. I don't think at that point I'd ever even heard of podcasting. You know, so to be getting paid to, to do it down the track, it'll just fall into place, Dave. It really will. And look, um, I want, I've got just a couple of messages. You know, you say we're like family, and it, it's very true. In fact, your daughter, well, I'm in touch with your daughters, and um, Ella and my stepdaughter, Sarah, um, they catch up independently, had a coffee recently. And I've got a message from Sarah, if you don't mind me reading it. Would love you too. Um, she said, "Oh gosh, you've been a massive part of our lives. Um, you've provided such kudos for me as an awkward teenager and adult. You let Hamlet poo in your shoe. I can't remember that. <laughs> Hamlet was a dog, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you came to my spring borders, which was a class at Rosney College, to make their year and tell Dave if he does go into politics, then he should definitely go independent as the Huggers Party." <laughs> um, yeah. And she loves you. Then this one from Ollie. Now, Ollie, and I'm sure people would be interested, he's 25 now. Um, he's living in London and works for uh, radio there, Talk Sport. And he also works for Optus, 
uh, all in sport, which is ironic, isn't it, Dave? Remember when he was born and you and Gailey wanted to give him a football? No, (laughs) no way, no way. So he said, dear Dave, what can I say? Thank you for delivering my lunch to school as a man. (laughs) 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 Alter ego, a man and a woman, yep. Now I'm going to have to chat to him on this point. You're not only an extremely talented broadcaster, Hand on it, I reckon, yeah, a bit there, Ollie. Uh, but a very below-average footballer, which yes, we mention every two minutes. Yes, she played for North Hobart. Um, you're one hell of a guy. You're a great mentor. I'd like to thank you for all the laughs, for what you've done for me and for my family over the years. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next to the poor man's Howard Stern. I'll remember the vegan food you'd serve me, all the wrestling and games of footy. Even though you stitched me up on a crazy call, I love you, mate. Oh, I love you too, and, Kimmy. And that I didn't say that. Ollie did. I know. Um, I'm just. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> just trying to, to wind clarify. you. I'm just trying to wind you up. That's all. Don't <laughs> wind, wind her up. You got to. We've got to go. We've got. We've got important things to do today. Oh, you give away two hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, guys. <laughs> big deal, she says. <laughs> You, um, it'll all fall into place for you, crazy, and we'll, we'll chat in the next week no, or so. No, we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, good luck. And hi to Zanette there. And Buggy also. I haven't even had a chance to talk about when we went to the strip joint. No. Oh, love you. Enjoy the show. Bye, guys. Bye. Kimmy, thanks so much. We we absolutely loved hearing your thoughts. And, and today wouldn't have been the same without you. So you're a champion. Love you. This is our last day. And we're here with all people who have shown so much love. Lots of people who are part of our family and our wider radio family and who we've been involved with. And someone who obviously I love is my beautiful daughter, Ella, who's here today. And my little granddaughter, Iris. Hello, Iris. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just a funny thing. And it's been funny for you, I, I imagine, over the years. I remember things I remember, like with you, growing up, when we were little, because, of course, it, it's, it must be weird when you dad or your mum are in the public eye and so they believed everything so when they were really little we used to go to this park in West Hobart. I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> this is a classic. <laughs> and and I, I told them that the park had been, I was the Todd and Dave show at that stage and I told them the park had been named Todd and Dave Park. And they didn't know for about 10 years that it wasn't Todd and Dave. We, we went to school and told everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that wasn't true, by the way. It wasn't, we didn't have our own park. It's probably, I'm sure it's been weird for you over the years, though. It's been weird, but I'm just so impressed with how hard you've worked for so long. And, yeah, you've just done an amazing job coming in every day with everything that's been going on in your life. So I just hope you get to now relax and enjoy yourself. <laughs> Ella, do you reckon he will relax? No. no. <laughs> but I'm going to try and make him. <laughs> and, look, it's funny... Um, because I, I reckon you're a very, very funny person and you amuse me. And you could, you could easily do what I do, but it's not something that you probably will it's do. It's too much hard work for me, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. And I know often getting dragged around radio events when you were little and all that sort of thing, but thank you so much for being my beautiful daughter and, and being part of it. Thank Love you for own. everything, Dad. Love you. Oh, that's so beautiful. But to be honest, you didn't really have a choice to be his daughter or not, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. That's true. <laughs> Oh, it's been are. an emotional morning. Has been. There's been a lot, lot of parts to it. And one of the things when you do this job, it, it is quite all-consuming. And 
it affects your family. It's been difficult for you because you came down three years ago from Brizzy and instantly I felt like you're my family. I met your family and I felt exactly the same with them. Very open, loving people. And unfortunately, it didn't work out that they could come down straight away because of other things in life. And it meant that you were coming and going, they were coming and going. We've spent a fortune on flights. It's been, I, I pay tribute to you. It's been so difficult for you in that context but the way you threw yourself into Hobart and became a part of Hobart was just remarkable but it's been tough on your family I imagine too. Well has it been tough on my family my hubby Steve's here and my three daughters Josie, Lulu and Jess. Lulu was it? Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. What was tough about it? Um mum being here. Dad's cooking. Oh yeah that's one. (laughs) Honestly I couldn't have done it without FaceTime for starters. It was, um, yeah, it's, it is a tough thing. And I really, my heart goes out to anyone that's fly in, fly out. And I mean, some people spend their whole careers living away from their family. And, um, and I, can, I can tell you, look, first and foremost, I want to thank Steve, my hubby. And I want to thank my kids. My son, Jake's not here today. I've got four kids. but Let's go through them. I, yeah, Jess. Heard from Lily. Hello there. That's Jess. Hello. That's Josie. That's Queen. Yeah, Queen O. Steve. Look, honestly. (laughs) Mate, you're not auditioning for a part. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, it's hard. A mother's guilt and a father's guilt too. I don't take anything away from from dads. I mean, you do feel guilty when you're working, whether you're living away or not. You know, when your work takes you away from your family. And I don't know. I know I, I definitely couldn't have done it not knowing that, well, that I had the support of you. So thank you, Steve. Thank you, Dale. You've got to say something. You, <laughs> no, look, it's mixed emotions for us because, you know, we know how much Al throws herself into things and how much love she gives and therefore gets it back. But for us, it's been pretty difficult for, for a while. <laughs> so we're sort of, you know, we're sad, you know, like Dave and Zanep and then all the guys here, Ben and Sam and everyone else, have been Al's family, and and she's only been on loan. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we we actually no, we're coming up. We're moving with you. <laughs> uh, no, but everyone's all of Hobart's been invited up to our place on shore. So you know we we just wanted to get behind Al to give her the opportunity that she's deserved her whole life, and she's taken it in both hands. And and a lot of it's thanks to Dave for you know being there for her. And um, thanks. <laughs> we're, but we're gonna. We just want to take it home for a little while. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, well, well, the, we the love weird, your family. I had my first two kids. I had two kids by the time I was nineteen, and I've been yeah mothering ever since then. And then the next two came along thirteen years later. And, and see what and, you did to your mother. <laughs> yes, and I looked terrible. And when I moved down here, living in Hobart, it's actually the first time I've ever lived on my own because I was still living at home with my mum when I had my first two kids. And that was really quite a bizarre feeling. And look, and I, I, don't, I know I would not have survived if Hobart hadn't have embraced me. And that's one thing that, it's the first thing that struck me when I moved down here. And within the, the first day, I just thought people just want to connect with you and people are just so lovely down here. And I couldn't love this city Anymore, and as you know, Dave, I consider you to be my family, and just like my my actual family that have come down so from Brisbane to join now. me, you today. can't escape us you ever. Are, <laughs> but I can't. I can't. Um, I have to mention 
my other adopted family here in Hobart. That is, believe it or not, my hairdresser. <laughs> he's my Hobart BFF. His name's Ben O'Brien and he's here with me right now and his mum's here and his partner Sam's here and his cousin Sheridan's here and these guys have been my family down here and I would not have survived without the love that you guys have shown me and have a look at him. He will be, he'll be bawling his eyes out. They've turned up today here at 6 o'clock in the morning in the freezing cold with two massive bunches of flour, one for me, flowers, one for me, one for Dave. And Dave, you've got a new best friend here too, Ben. 100%. And I know that you had to talk about him because if you didn't mention him, he'd crack it. <laughs> would I, Benny? Yes, you would. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Block from every form of social media if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys have been amazing. I, I, I'm going to miss those early morning hair parties yeah, that we have. What she's referring, <laughs> she, he'd have to, Alan say, I need my hair done for something, and he'd come in while she's on air and do a hair. And they, that happened quite a few occasions over <laughs> Yes, it did. He did my hair this morning. Thank you, Ben. But I just want to say thank you to the whole of Hobart. I love it. And you're not getting rid of me because I've fallen in love with this city and I'm basically never leaving. So <laughs> anyway, next, that's enough about me. Thank you, my family, for coming down and for all of your support and my Hobart family. Now, next, we have something very special. So Dave's very first co-host an absolute is one gem. Paul Gale. Yeah, we were on air together and uh, we just, it was a bit like with you. It was just so lucky. It was just, and he, he's like a brother to me still to this day. He now works on the Gold Coast, but we're incredibly Who do close. you love more, him or me? Well, in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Our very last show together, David Edward Noonan. It is. And it's a little bit of a retrospective, isn't it? So it sure is. And look, we have been we were lucky enough to catch up with uh, Dave's co-host Kylie Baxter yesterday, which was awesome. And earlier today, and this will all go on the catch up. Download the Triple M app. Uh, we caught up with Kim Napier, who was obviously your longest serving. Kim and Dave, <laughs> and right back at the beginning was a, a guy called Paul Gale Gailey, who's like a brother to me, and we caught up with him yesterday. It's been a privilege over the years to have, I think I've been blessed actually to have such beautiful people who I've been able to do the show with and one of my greatest mates on the planet and a man I call a brother is Gailey. Morning Gailey. Morning. Oh, what do you mean other people, other people that are amazing? <laughs> I know. Mate. Well, you're what, number what, one Gailey. Yeah, you're number one mate. <laughs> well you no, actually were number one weren't you? Absolutely. You were the first co-host. Oh, I, I, would you say first significant co-host? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, there's, a, there's a whole story to that, and we won't go there, into there, it. There, there was another. There, there was another one in there, but that was completely. That's a. That's a. That's a lot of drinks. That that's a lot. Was that, that a debacle? The other one that he who he who shall only, remain nameless. Only we can talk about that. <laughs> Mate, yeah. In uh, fact, we'll name that person Voldemort. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we had so much fun. And I just remember that time so fondly. And um, you went on to lots of other things in Adelaide and you've been a legend on the Gold Coast for a long time. And, mate, I just uh, thought it'd be great to get you on for what is our last ever show. I, I can't believe it. Uh, the, the funny thing is now we're talking and you look back at it, it feels like just before, like just yesterday. That I know. We were, you know. Um, and we shared so many, um, so many times together. Obviously, the, the, you know, the significant one for me as far as um, my personal life was was the fact that um, you, my, I've got four kids, but Maggie and Ben were born whilst I was doing the show with Dave. So, and they were my first two kids, and and um, and they like been... my, they like my family. Like, I, it's weird that 
They, they, you and they are like part of my family. Well, that's exactly how I feel. And, and look, the things, Al, the things that we used to get up to, because <laughs> we, we both lean towards the silly side and also the need to perform side. Um, and the and, politically incorrect side. Well, we got great joy out of making each other laugh. Mm. Yeah. And that that then continues and, and um, it was always done with respect and an arm around each other because we, we wanted to see each other succeed in yeah. whether it was in front of people immediately or in our careers. So, I mean, I, I could go, Dave would ring, Dave and Zanette would ring and say, hey, guys, come over for, for something to eat. And we'd go to the house and the door would be open and then we'd start saying, hello, hello. <laughs> and... It would be like 45 minutes it would turn into hide and seek and we'd have to try and find them in his house. So he and the whole family are all in different hiding spots. And um, I think at one stage we found Lily in a suitcase and I didn't think that was really safe for us. I used to love doing that. That was so funny. You know the, the, oh, you know the funniest... I remember this. Yeah, remember what's... this. You, you might say the same thing. All right, I know. I know it's radio, and we should give each other space. But you know, I know it's the end. I know it's the end of your career, but it's my time to shine. <laughs> Can you remember that time? And oh, okay, so Al, I had to do the Saturday morning, but Dave, being the privileged comedian on the show, uh, didn't didn't have to worry about that. So. It was six hours and a sports show in between and everything on the Saturday morning. Oh. And we, it was raining and there was traffic everywhere and there's cancellations. So it was busy, really busy. And, and Dave already had a, a, a reputation of being a, uh, a legend doing the crazy calls. Well, you'd think his co-host would know who's on the phone. He <laughs> rang me 11 different occasions as different people oh. asking for road cancellations. You're joking. Was stage, it recorded? No, no, because I didn't even know it was him each time. <laughs> I was hoping so he would have... At one, at one stage, he even rang up and said something. he was a farmer from down south and his pig was missing. <laughs> Oh. You know the fun, the funniest thing I remember from uh, there were so many funny things, but the one that you and I still laugh about. We'd been told this consultant was coming down, right, and he was mm. going to sort of have a, a bit of a work with our show at the time, and we, it was told he's a legend, and we hadn't met him. He comes into the studio, <laughs> and Gailey and I were just looking at each other, going, "What the?" Because because he's got painted on hair. Oh. He actually had the front of his hair. He had a few strands, and they're they're about an inch thick. And then the front of his his actual his brow line was just painted on, not very well. And he was the guy who was meant to tell us what we're going to do with our show. All we wanted to say was, mate, mate, we are not going to listen to one thing you say. It's kind of like his decision making. Yeah. If he decides that that's okay, whatever he decides for us probably isn't. That's right. You're going to do the exact opposite of whatever old painted on head brother does. Mate, um, oh, we, no. could, we could go on forever, but oh. I, I love working with you, mate. And you're still, as you know, and you're, you're my brother. And um, we'll see you soon. Yeah, my sentiment's exactly, mate. Can, hey, listen, in all seriousness, uh, congratulations on such a wonderful career. And. Um, and um, I think there's, there's so many things I could stop down and talk about, but your empathy, your, your connection with your community, uh, the fact that, you know, everyone in, in, your, in your listenership and, and in Hobart knows you, but 
They love you because you've kept it real all along. There's so many uh, opportunities for someone else coming in and telling you who to be. You've stayed yourself, and and um, you're a great person, Dave Noonan, yes, a great human being, and you've been a fantastic professional performer in in what radio is and and what live live performance is. And it, I have to say, it was an honour for me to be able to start um, my sort of entertainment journey, if you like, as far as a breakfast and and, um, and show host with, with such an amazing person who, yes, I now call my brother as well and, and I love you a bit. Same, mate. Thank you so much. Jaylee, that is so beautiful. Thank you so much for um, for joining us <laughs> on our very last show. How beautiful. Fantastic to have Dave's um, very first significant co-host <laughs> with us. And can I just welcome you to the Coping With Being Dave Noonan's former co-host society. I've formed the yes. society and we're all going to yes. get together and have therapy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, well... By the way, I love you too because Dave speaks so fondly of you too. So, Al, I love you too. Oh, thank you, my <laughs> darling. And, and right back at you because, as, he's, as you know, he loves you like a brother. So I can't actually wait to meet you in real life, not in radio life over the mics. <laughs> we'll get well, the real story. The only way you can do it is you can hold up four cans of uh, VB through the window silhouette of a house and then you're welcome to come in because that's what we did. <laughs> All right, I'm doing it. Consider it <laughs> that's done. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> right, see you soon. Thanks, Gailey. The Dave Newman Show. With Al Clash.